All right. Okay. Um, so I just wanted to repeat that I repeatedly repeat on this repeating channel. I don't say anything new. Don't invest in single stocks. Don't try to beat the market. Don't try to make quick money. It's not going to work out for you. You're going to end up getting burnt. It's just exactly what happens. The Almost all of the finance literature, accounting literature, will tell you that you cannot beat the market. You're going to get slammed if you try to do that. There's far more smarter people out in the world than you are. Just invest in broad-based mutual funds that have been around for a long time or invest in index funds. Both of them are totally fine. So if you don't know me, I am Professor Dave Maslach. I'm an associate professor of innovation strategy and entrepreneurship. And I created this whole reciprocity project to give back as much as I possibly can. There's so many people that help me out that I want to pay the favor for to help you out as much as I possibly can. Drinking a Coke right now. Um, so just don't go there. And I have to repeatedly say this. You're going to be tempted to play the stock market because the way that it's set up, in fact, almost anybody that studies this stuff that understands about finance or accounting, they'll say that that is the stupidest idea ever. And the reason is, is that the market corrects for people being silly on there and it's impossible to, to beat the market. Now, I want you to sort of think about to each... I want you to think about somebody coming up and, and sort of um, figuring out what is the value on a particular asset, right? So somebody goes in and um, they undervalue that asset. Well, the seller is not going to sell it at that particular price. Now, this is the way the stock market works. It's the way that anything works. It's, um, um, I think they call it capital asset pricing is the, the sort of formal name, and people have studied this for a long time, and um, they're not going to sell it. So what ends up happening is that the seller is going to want you to get to a certain amount, right, before that they actually sell it. And once it gets that certain amount, then you're, you can actually buy that particular thing. Now, if it was undervalued, let's say that the seller was stupid, right, and they couldn't understand anything, um, you know, they, they had no perception of what their asset is. By the way, it's actually the opposite. The seller is, um, it's, it's called the winner's curse. Um, the seller has, actually, it's not the winner's curse. It's called the um, uh, market for lemons. So the seller has more information than you do as the buyer because that they... Um, understand all the particular assets. Now, it's a little different in the stock market because we don't necessarily know the underlying value of the assets. It's kind of hard to understand. But um, if they understand that particular value, then what they're going to do is they're going to hold out um, until the buyer actually overpays for that particular asset. Uh, now, what we what will happen is if there is a third player in the market, that's really all you need is, you know, two people, three people that are in the market, they're paying attention to that, right? So 
that's a pretty small market. That's that's extraordinarily small market if you sort of think about it. It's like a couple of players. Um, they're going to be looking at that and they're going to say, hey, that was undervalued. I think I can come in and actually buy this particular thing because I have some inside information or, you know, that there's something out there. It's called the efficient market hypothesis. And what they're doing is maybe they pay, they're a little bit more astute, right, um, than somebody else. Or they've been reading a little bit more and they understand the value of the asset. So they are going to jump in. Now, let's say that all three of them are completely stupid, which is, you know, chances are that's actually not true. That's pretty hard at that point to have three people completely separate, um, you know, independent people to make really stupid decisions. Um, Let's say that there's a fourth person and then a fifth person and a sixth person. And and pretty soon, you know, you get up to a hundred people, you get up to a thousand people, which is more like the stock market. You brought in all of this information and what they're doing is it's getting priced appropriately at exactly what it should be worth. Now, people are also making an expectation for the future. So they're thinking everybody else, just like you, is saying, hey, this thing is undervalued or this thing's overvalued and they're going to play the particular market. And it's bloody hard to beat any particular individual in that circumstance because so many people are playing in. In the stock market, the real real deal stock market um, is virtually impossible to actually beat the market and outsmart. In fact, um, you know, the finance people would say it's impossible. The only time that you can actually beat the market um, is if, for some reason, you have some private information, which is illegal, um, or that there is some mass hysteria um, about a particular thing and everybody has gone bonkers, that I don't fundamentally believe that there could be some mass hysteria about, um, you know, lots of people can sort of be bonkers. I suppose it's possible that there is moments in history where we have mass um, hysteria, but at the time it doesn't, you know, those people that are in that group, they don't understand it. Um, you know, there might be some people that are high and mighty and they think that that is not mass hysteria or that is mass hysteria at that time. But nine times out of ten, more like um, nine times out of ten million, they're wrong. It is what it is, right? And that's what you have to sort of think about this. It is what it is. So how do you invest? How do you actually, you know, what are you supposed to do? Think about the long term. Um, what you do is you bet on the economy. You bet on um, where things are going to be in 10, 20, 30 years, right? So that's why I, I just invest in, and the only reason I invest in mutual funds is simply because that's what is offered um, in my 403B. Anything out outside of my 403B or was, is equivalent of the 401K, but for private education uh, or for um, you know, public schools and things like that. Um, anything outside of that, I just do index funds. The VTI index fund, you could probably find other different index funds, Vanguard index fund. This has been around for a long time. And that's it. It's really kind of ordinary. And what is an index fund? It's just all of the companies in the stock market. Um, and they just created one index for the price of all those companies and they just take an average you know, there is debate about whether you should sort of weight it based on the value of each company or equal weighted. Um, 
you know, it's uh, it is debatable in terms of what that means, you know, and how that sort of plays out. And I don't really, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not, it's been so long since I've looked at that literature. Um, it was back in the grad school days. I can't remember if there's any differences, but um, I don't think there is. I think they just end up using different things just to show, um, you know, that they're basically the same thing. So... We need to come back and say, am I somehow smarter than some everybody else? If you say yes, um, I'm going to tell you this, you're stupid. Um, and you're going to lose. And you're going to, <laughs> like, I know that this is really painful to hear. You're going to lose. If it's not, you're going to, you probably are going to do really well. So sometimes most of you are probably going to lose pretty quickly. Um, some of you are going to lose um, in 10 years, right, by doing that. Um, but, you know, it's going to take you a long time. In fact, there's this old boiler room sort of play. Um, what people would do is they'd sort of fake you, you know, these these sort of investment gurus would fake that you win a bunch of times in a row based on, you know, some selection process. Anyways, I'm not going to go into it. But, but anyways, it gives you sort of this false security that you understand what's going on and you end up making stupid mistakes. So I never end up, I don't even know what I own, companies that I own, but I own all of the companies um, and I, we do pretty well. Um, we've been investing for a long time and that's what you do day in and day out. Now, let's say you want to play in the market um, what would I do um, honestly I wouldn't but if you were wanting to do something and you really had confidence in it but you know again if you have confidence in something you're stupid um, you, you just you don't get what's going on there's far more complexity than you ever imagine there's people that invest Mm, it's so much more money than you and they have computers that are so much smarter than you um, every day most of the trades on the inter- uh, on stock market now are done by computers you can't beat this stuff but um, let's say you, you wanted to um, which I wouldn't recommend you might look at okay um, you know what are the long run trends in the market like extremely long run trends we're moving to battery power, um, maybe, right? Um, it could be that battery power is, is a temporary thing and we move actually the hydrogen fuel cell. Or we move to solar pretty relatively quickly. Um, you know, solar power vehicles and things like that. So, you know, you could invest in something like that, but I'm going to say you're probably going to lose because you don't understand what's going to happen. Um, we're just... We're human. We don't get it. We don't understand it. We're dumb. Um, and we are, we are dumb. We can't forecast the future, right? We're just really bad at it. So why go there and believe that you can actually do it? I know this is hard to take, but it's the truth. I want you to be extremely wealthy by the time um, 15 years from now. If you paid attention to this, you're probably going to do okay. Invest 15% of all that you make. Um, in in, um, in in either index funds or some long, um, you know, it's been around for a long time, mutual funds that, uh, you know, just basically match the returns of the stock market. Um, there's 
there's different ones that are out there. American Funds has some pretty good ones. Vanguard is pretty good. Um, you know, it just depends on whatever you want. And that's what you look for. Time in and time out. There's, there's no magic. All right. Take care. And uh, we'll see you on the next pod. Bye.